0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, footy heads and jumper washers, the tide has finally turned. The summer infernos that started in July are finally doused. Nature is back in its box. Foodie lovers, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our drought-blighted, flood-drenched land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to dump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on, and pat down for bludging on the blindside with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, HG Nilsen. Let her rip, HG.
1: Uh, yes, uh, thanks very much indeed. Cedric Espen, Sump, A-O, uh, that's the power and the passion of the Sumter, camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at the ABC Grandstand HQ. And in a deal, link this week, Cedric has signed the place-getters who Quinell last Sunday's slipper at Rose Hill to the Blinket Knights of Balaclava's celebrity roster. It's a wonderful deal that will allow these two greats these two equine greats, to have exciting roles as companion pets once their racing days are over. The Knights are our major charity partner in season 2020 and uh, we're glad to have them on board. Imagine your event of less than 10 accessing the mindset and magic of the slipper winner Farhan and runner-up away game. You simply would not know where to look. If you're interested and this is all before you, just give the Knights a -a ring-a-ding-ding. Now on behalf of the whole Blindside team, can I take a minute and say, thank you, Australia! Thank you, Australia! Thanks for saving the lives and livelihoods of your fellow citizens. You know, it's been a tremendous effort all week. I mean, I started the week down in the dumps, but by the end of the week, I was so sober. I was still confused about how long a haircut could take, but nonetheless... Thank you, Australia. Welcome again to Bludging on the Blind Side for footy season 2020 and a warm welcome to footy heads right across Australia for another weekend of boot festivities, frenzies and frolics. Now, bludging buffs, right-thinking patriots, God Talks to Me Pilgrims, TP hoarders, looking for another role and mad footy freaks. HG Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. I went too, a week when too much sport is barely enough on. Oh, did you get involved? Did you get involved? It was another week of massive, massive collects. None bigger than yesterday's Musclebrook Gold Cup. The try of Petrology at 50 to 1, Love Shack Baby and Bobby D. Well, it was an old-fashioned exploder. A trifecta exploder. Aussies, fired up by the promise of Australia, it's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed-up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember... <coughs> You get a go when you step up and have a go. Self-isolating Australians, remember, as long as you keep being Australian, we will get through this together. That seems to be Sooty's message this week. Now, while I'm super excited about this, it's an unprecedented level of excitement. You can probably hear it in my voice. That's right, my very good friends, unprecedented. Get the blindside barge away from the wharf. Let's talk to a man who believed that the Japanese Olympics now postponed would revolutionise and in the future will revolutionise the world's understanding of the bowl system and flush caper. He maintains this great Asian nation is way ahead of the rest of the world when it comes to bowl height, seating comfort and super effective cleaning and bum gun technologies and there's not a sheet of hoarded toilet paper in sight in any cubicle across this great nation. This man's reminds us that Australia's latest contribution to this field of expertise was the suggestion we put a brick in our systems to save water during the last big drought. He claims we can do better and we must do better. He believes the Olympics would have been a boot up the date in the plumbing know-how caper that this nation needs right now. And remember... He makes the smallest room of the house come together when he digits the dual flush. That man is rampaging, Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the blunting on the blind side, buddy in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your wrestler say this week? Do you?
2: Yes, thank you very, very much, uh, HG Nelson. And really, it's been another, well, I want to describe as as another dark week. Dark week. For believers. A, a dark week. But there will be sunshine. The sun will rise again. I have... No doubt, and when it does, it'll be warmer and brighter and sharper and more welcoming than ever before. What really brought it home to me, HG, was the shutting down of the Victorian harness racing industry. That's what brought it home to me, how real this has become. Uh... I've always had a lot of faith. I've always loved my harness racing, as you know. Yes. Uh, I, I enjoy the harness racing. I've always felt the the heart of harness racing is young on the southwest slopes of New South Wales. That's the heart of harness racing. But Victorian harness racing, not a hell of a, only a bit of daylight separating the southwest slopes. No struck and Victoria. match. No uh, struck match, yes. Now, the AFL has uh, cut players' salaries by, there are varying reports between 50 and. Eighty percent um, players are just going to have to wear this on the chin, I suppose, like the rest of us. The NRL players have been asked to take an eighty-seven percent pay cut over the next couple of months, which is uh, challenging a lot of the young players who've got, understandably got used to a lifestyle that is unsustainable now. Um, Geelong coach, refreshingly, that is Chris Scott, has uh, forgone forgone his entire salary until the AFL commences. What a a signal that sends to the rest of the community. He is a bloke. didn't have to do this. No. He's decided to stay at home, do the right thing, pull down the shutters, get on with his life indoors, never go out and not accept salary for it. Good man. Good man.
1: Real Australian.
2: Real Australian.
1: Gallipoli-bound Australian. I know.
2: Now, the murderer, that's Gillan McLaughlin, has suggested that coaches could go to Centrelink. What sort of message is that to send out? Hey? How does how Chris Scott re- react to that sort of shot across the bow rather than encouraging and saying, feather in your cap, old blah, 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 blah. oh, no, get to Centrelink. Get outdoors. Wrong signal. Get in murderer. a queue. I mean, <laughs> the murderer. Ah, uh, need I go on. Now, the crisis has spread to sports betting. Now, look, the TAB and... Ladbrokes, and uh, are they being compensated by this government package, HG? I certainly hope they are, because they're doing it tough. They're doing it tough. You know, people aren't People aren't bloody putting in like they usually put in. There's nothing to bet on. Uh, I mean, now the hardest races, you go. what the bloody hell can you do? Our Olympians are forced to hit the handbrake in their preparations, which is not easy, not easy to do when you can't go out, got to hit the handbrake. But on the upside... The virus seems to have saved the um, career of NRL heavyweight Todd Greenberg. Well done, Todd. Right man at the right time, you'd have to say. And uh, coach, cricket coach, that is Justin Langer, sees the virus as a blessing in disguise for our exhausted cricketers. That's a way of looking at it, isn't it? There's common sense. There's there's someone talking from the heart. There's someone I can listen to. There's an Aussie. and Aussie's t- 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 turning what could be... Uh, a toilet paper, uh, uh, you know, a soiled piece of toilet oh. paper into a piece of silk. That's as I'm seeing it. And Sachin Tendulkar, I haven't heard from Sachin in quite a while, but he believes the world can look to test cricket for the answer of how to beat the virus. <laughs> Does that work? Well, it had me puzzled too, so I explored it a little bit further, HG. I said, Sachin, what are you talking about? He said, patience. When you're out in the middle... You're not with anyone else. You've got your social distance. You're there by yourself. You're patient. You're building innings. And that's what all of us across the world have got to do. Mm -hmm. We've got to build an innings. Beautiful thoughts from Sachin Tendulkar. Now, uh, people can't play golf anymore, and I know there are representations being made to keep golf courses open. This is being led by Adam Scott uh Adam said uh, earlier in the week that uh yeah, I understand so so sure. keeping away from people and it's golf and people people got to not touch the stick and the stick can stay in the hole like delirious and it's just makes makes no sense we go up in the golf courses it's outdoors common sense now what uh, Someone to remember here, H.G. and I I raise it's a very sober topic I raise here just in, in uh, to to finish up for this uh, opening moment. It's two years since the ball tampering scandal. Two years. I mean, it's just gone like that, hasn't it? It Two years. Now the big loser, as nearly as I can tell, is Cameron Bancroft, H.G. the forgotten man. He's a bloke who was told to do it when he didn't want to do it. He put the sandpaper in the underpants, then denied that he did it and then was shown that he had done it. He took the rap and uh, was set up by, you know, brains. Uh, less said about that, the better. And uh, Skip turned a blind eye to what was going on. There was a mistake there. But anyway, now Cameron Bancroft is having trouble playing first grade cricket, HG. Uh, he's a oh. forgotten man. And I, I'm asking the, the, the cricket respecting Australian public to reach out Reach out and touch. I know that's not the message that should be said no, in no these I days, but that. Sp- just just in terms of spiritual, a spiritual reach out and touch. I mean, don't go up and tap him on the back or anything like that. Don't be stupid. Just your social distance, keep a distance, spatial distance, please. Listen to Norman Swan; he's right. But apart from that, Cameron Bancroft, we're thinking of you, bro on this dark, dark day. Make of that what you will.
0: Harness racing is committed to zero emissions by 2050. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Roy, somebody's trenched it in
1: access to this than I have, with uh, alarming news from uh, your opening spray. That
2: some golf courses are apparently open seven days at the moment. Now, what that says to me is that perhaps Adam Scott's representations have been listened to in much the same manner as uh, there was a bit of uh, representations made on behalf of the hairdressing industry that it was impossible to service some people in a 30-minute window Uh uh, and therefore that was changed due to representations being made by the hairdressing industry. Now, I I was not privy to that. I I had nothing to do with that, Uh, nor am I privy to what's going on between the PGA and the sports minister. So Mm. I I can't help you there, HG. But if if there has been a change in policy, that's great. But as far as I know, tennis courts have been – I know New South Wales tennis has been closed down. You're not allowed to play anymore. I don't know about other states. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and is golf? Do you think this is a, a regional variation that some states are allowing golf to go ahead, and other states are clamping down?
2: I think it's unclear. Yeah, I think, now, it, and this this mixed messaging. Mixed that we're messaging. It's you've got, got doing clubs it. In the, you, I know you've got clubs in the boot.
1: Yeah, are you, you supposed you to go swim? or not? What do you now, do? Now, can I ask also? Some of the rules have changed in golf, which I thought you addressed with the that wonderful uh, yeah, quote from Adam Scott concerning yes. leaving the flag in the hole. Now That's I thought right. that was a sensible thing because you never know what might be That's on right. the flag pole itself. That's right.
2: That's right. So the only contact then becomes uh, between the caddy handing the golf stick to yeah. the professional player. Most uh, players who are amateurs, of course, carry their own sticks, uh, and that doesn't become a problem. Uh, but I think with gloves, if we gloved our caddies, yes. then that neatly w- yes. avoids any transmission between and maybe caddy ch- and golfer. And
1: maybe change the glove at every hole. So, as you, one, you've got oh, your okay. caddy, pulls yeah. them on at the. Hadn't obviously, of that, but that's a good idea, yes. yes. And then hole two, different set of gloves, yep. surgical gloves. Yes. Now, can I just ask. In this whole thing with the sport and so on, yep. are you amazed at how busted ass our sporting organisations are? Yes. I mean, didn't anybody suggest saving some money for a rainy day? <laughs> they yeah. seem to have spent it all and more.
2: Yes. I thought they were getting billions, HG, billions. You're talking about the AFL and the Rugby League, aren't you, specifically? Just, I am. Uh, less so a little bit so with uh, rugby because it's b- always busted, busted ass. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> now,
1: let, I'll give you an idea. Now, yep. this is just a sample here. Yep. Uh, from the Weekend Australia and understands the Rugby League Players Association were taken aback Mm. by revelations that payments to the game's retirement fund hadn't been made for up to three seasons, equating to almost $10 million. The retirement fund hasn't been serviced. I thought they had to do that by law. Well, that does raise a fascinating question. Remember, their retirement fund isn't... Mm. Well, you would think that the contracts written would include super yes. allowances, which yes. would have to be employed, paid by the Is the super, the in this instance, the, the retirement fund? I well, mean, has rugby Lee got its own super? Well, I think they should have, but uh, I guess each club <laughs> might have its own super. Um, now, that does disturb me because, as you pointed out, yep. when they came to look at the books, yep. there was an enormous amount of money that was a deferred payment mm. or was included as a payment from the... From, Ch- the broadcasters, from the broadcaster from the channel nine,
2: you're and Fox of 49 million that either hadn't been serviced or had been paid in advance Aye. 49 Aye. million, and they found another 100 million hidden away somewhere. And they've cut some staff to save themselves another 7 million, which makes you wonder how much people are being paid, especially with the AFL HG. Uh, if we take You know, the the murderer, Gillan McLaughlin, nobody nobody knows what he's being paid.
1: Now, the next bit of this. It's commercial incompetence. The next bit of this goes to things like whether the AFL borrowing $500 is enough. Now, this is an organisation that owns the ground, one of its grounds, and I understand you could use that as collateral against the loan,
2: owns Marvel Stadium. Marvel Stadium has been, I think it's a billion dollars. They think it's worth a billion. A billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. And they've got to go cap in hand to the government for or to the NAB, isn't
1: it? Yes, I think the NAB. For, for the a $500 end. million dollar loan. Yeah, And what are the terms? Over how many years? Then you go to Chris Scott says, well, I, w- I won't take any salary yes. for the rest of the season to start playing. An
2: Australian. And
1: then we have a great concession on the salary outgoings. Yes. So you wonder what this money is actually. Where's getting? all the
2: money gone very is much. my question. Okay. I mean, yeah. I can understand that there's been a you know, profligate. Use of money in the past, mm. the Demetrio era. Mm. Uh, you know, you'd have to say the Israel Falal Carmichael Hunt experiment was an expensive failure. Yes. You'd have to say the Gold Coast Suns are an ongoing mm. weeping sore, right. which is just a, a hole that money, bucks of money, have been hurled into week after week for no return. Mm. And the salary itself of Demetrio in the several millions mm. plus. Junkets to New York, flying up the pointy end of the plane, taking as many mates as he wanted to, week in, week out. That had to stop. How much did that cost?
1: Yeah. Now, we get to solutions here. Yes. Now, I know we've got – this is obviously an ongoing topic, but let me set out a few things here. Yes. Uh, for instance, Hall of Famer Kevin Sheedy. Oh, Sheedy, yes. You Sheedy. Have a great friend of this program. Yes. A plumber in his Richmond playing day says footballers are now facing working as well as playing the game. Oh, yes. See what a sensible solution that is. Yeah. I'm not suggesting players, you know, people like Patrick Dangerfield and, you know, Patrick Cripps and so on should go to the Center League store yeah. and try and find a job, you know, stacking shelves or stuff like that. But yeah. they people need to be mindful that a, a terrific opportunity to develop a trade, trade. or something that would be handing. Scott club. Cam could talk to them. Scott Cam, what a great idea. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, have you seen anything suggesting Nothing. footy players, if you're stuck for a quid, how about you become, you know, a chibi? Well, or,
2: I do have some thoughts on that matter, unless you want to run with Sheeds.
1: No. Has Sheeds it, got any he, he more says, thoughts yeah, there? Yeah, now he says, we don't know uh, if it'll go professional or semi, semi-professional. So much money will be lost out of the industry. Sure. That's Sheeds. Then we come to Jeff Kennett, mm. described here as a straight shooter. Good. A straight shooter. He says um, he's blunt on cost cunning that will unfold across the sport. Quote, this is not trimming. It is heavy pruning. It's pruning the tree right back to the base in the hope that it grows again. There is no alternative. You'll never see the numbers that we've had in four weeks ago in our game. Wow. Now, that's just remarkable coming from Kenneth who's usually very bullish about the – uh, he uh, is. AFL and the prospects of everybody in the AFL. Yeah. But come to your point, and I think you've got a very interesting development here.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, look, I took a call, HG, um, the COVID 19 coordination committee that the Prime Minister formed last week. I think it's being headed by Neville Power, might be his name. Mm-hmm. Terrific bloke, terrific executive. Uh, on that committee is uh, Greg Combe, a very good yes. friend, and people would remember him from the Rudd era, a t- terrific minister, good man. I got a call from Greg wondering how we could deploy this, what I'm calling an army of fit young Australians, i.e., rugby league players, AFL players, etc. And I said to him, Greg, what about fruit picking? We need, I mean, we're screaming out mm. for pickers, mm. screaming out for people to harvest. Mm. I mean, we've, so much so that we've had to suspend our normal relationships with uh, the labour we import uh-huh. uh, because of the current
1: crisis. You get your distancing right. You get your distancing right. You get fitness. I'm Even working.
2: more, HG, you get competition. You could have, say, the Collingwood football team go to uh, a particular. Fantastic. Are you, you know talking what A television show? I man? am. Week by week. Week by week. Round by round. Yes.
1: Richmond yes. versus.
2: Richmond versus the West Tigers. Yeah. I mean, make it interdisciplinary.
1: Oh, now you're talking. So, rugby league and AFL, yes. hands across the water. Hands
2: across the water. You'd have to involve channels, both channels seven and nine. Yeah, obviously, you get clearances. To get yeah. clearances there. I understand that. And probably Fox would get. I mean, they're looking for stuff. Yeah. And they probably have a di- a different take on it. Maybe look at the social aspects of what the players do at night. I don't know. Which is a terrific idea, though. But if, say, you had, uh, you know, someone um, specialising in, in, say, peaches, others in plums, others in strawberries, often this is backpacking work requiring fitness, but if you had a way of measuring... Club, the I oh, know, I understand. I understand where you're coming and from. And so you'd have like a picker of the week, team of the week, produce of the week, producer of the week. MVP. MVP. I know. You it know, writes itself, not it? Yeah, potatoes. This, this bloke harvested 400 tonnes by himself. <laughs> it's just incredible. You know what idea. I mean? And make these imported labourers that we get. Make them look ordinary.
0: The AFLW supports the Bathurst bid to become the motor racing capital of the Southern hemisphere. This is bludgeon on the blind side on ABC Radio. And uh,
1: Roy, unless you've got any checks there, can I just point out that
2: it... there's more evidence coming through HG that golf courses are open. so Adam Scott, it's worked. His representations have worked.
1: It, it, you mean that before you broke that news yes. a little while ago, yep. some golf courses were shut yes. and are now open?
2: That's right. That's happened that quickly. I mean, that's how
1: things are happening at the moment, HG. I know. Well, it's one day, it's 30 minutes, and then the next day you can take you as can, long as you, can, you can, stay can stay in the barber all day. Yeah. Yep. Now... Can I just break some news here that I don't think has got the wide coverage it deserves? Is The Bachelor yes. and The Block yes. have had to shelve production because of COVID 19? No way. Yes, yes, yes. This is no just way. incredible. Just incredible news. And but hang on, couldn't they put contestants
2: into lockdown. solitary, into lockdown for two weeks? and then they're fine,
1: and keep them on the set? Well, I, I don't think they've thought it through. Oh. I, I don't want to mean... I, I, can are I just you willing say, to
2: make representations? I'm
1: happy to speak on behalf of the uh, people employed in the block yes. doing great work under the guidance of Scott Cam yeah. and the people who are... The trade ambassador. The trade ambassador, the people yeah. who are the the stars, the real stars of Australian television, The Bachelor yes. people. They're just wonderful young Australians yes. with just an, a dream. A dream. A dream. A, a dream. dream
2: of... A dream of I do isn't
1: it? Dream <laughs> That's right. Now, can I just come back to what our ambassador is doing? Yeah. Is why isn't that front and centre on every news bulletin? Yes. You know, look, it's why all I don't the, mean.
2: Yes, I know what you mean. It wouldn't be hard for the Prime Minister at these press conferences that he's getting every second day to defer, say, well, I'd like to introduce you to our trade ambassador. Scott, something you'd say? Exactly. Yeah, thanks very much, PM. Uh, look, there are plenty of trades out there. Plenty of trades. So, uh, you know, just, d- 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 you know, get online and uh, learn a skill. You know, buy a plane, buy a hammer.
0: Bludging on the Blind Side is a proud supporter of the interfaith, club neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans, and families, held weekly at 6 a.m. at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up.
1: Now, can I ask? One of the things I thought you were going to head in the Scott Cam direction was, oh, yes. would you like to say a few words, Scott? Yeah. Well, have you thought about nail gun and chipboard work? You know, so he might have a demonstration thing set up there. Oh and yes. And he explained that yes. these are trades, or blacksmithing, or you know, or you know, more esoteric trades. Sure. There's plenty of those around, jewelry yep. making and so on. Yep. And it's not as though they all have to. You need acro pop props and reinforcing and cement pours and stuff like that. There's a lot of trades that can be done by yourself at home. Yes. You know, a lot of trades. And tradies' work tends to be fairly one or two people-based. I don't mean to be unkind. It seems to me exactly what the times need. And yet here is a person who's unemployed Mm. because the block is no longer being filmed, Mm. and let's face it, he is the block. Mm. He's got all this knowledge. He earns a hell of a lot of money from the government. I don't think he's gone cap in hand saying can have a bailout. No. Although he may have. He may do. Yeah. Uh, because he may need more than the 350000 for 18 months' work that we're giving him. Yeah. And so I think he should be thinking about a trio, PM, Dr Scott Cam. Sure. I mean, it's starting to make a lot sure, of sense. it does, it does. Because it, it does. speaks to people in it their does. homes, right?
2: It does, it does. Um, just on that matter, HG, um, I know he's contracted to uh, both the uh, Commonwealth Government and to Channel 9, but there's nothing preventing him now because he can't do the block of doing a bit of work, you know, either putting some pipes down for people or unblocking drains or I'm not too sure whether he's a chippy by
1: trade dra-
2: dra- dra- or not or or whether he's more, I don't know if he's a plumber. He's not a sparky, I don't think.
1: No.
2: I think he might be a, a chippy. I think he is. Yeah. Well, let's say, can, can he do some chippy work? Can, uh, well, you know, there's plenty of
1: that to be done. Yeah. And like,
2: what, if, if, if a young
1: couple want to put an extension, you know, get him around. Hang on, hang on. Are you taking this somewhere or I think you're going? Uh, <clears throat> say a few words, Scott. Well, thanks very much, Prime Minister. I've got a letter here from Peter Volanders, and he's interested in building a granny flat because he's got some time on his hands yep. now that rugby league has proved itself to be a busted-ass competition. Yep. Yep. Where do you start with this? Okay, Peter, yep. we'll have a look here. I've drawn up some plans. On it goes. On it goes. So all of a sudden... Yep. Peter looks up, begins a night school course with yes. regard, you know, obviously the skills, Skill. mm-hmm. he's doing something in the backyard which the examiner can have a look at Skype-wise, yeah. yes. take us around, Peter, show us what you're doing, etc. with the Skype yeah. or the Zoom or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden he ca- emerges at the end of rugby league a fully qualified tradesperson.
2: That's a great idea. That's a great idea. What, he'd be trained by Scott? He'd go working with Scott as I his, apprentice, that, as his wh- apprentice,
1: Peter Flanders Well, that's an excellent wriggle there, isn't it? I mean, you came to me earlier with an idea, which I liked, a department of football.
2: Oh, no, that's a separate issue, actually. Look, I agree with Jeff Kennett. You know, once we've cut all the branches down, hopefully a few green shoots will re-emerge. We've got to recast both the AFL and the rugby league in a sustainable way. And the only sustainable way I can see is to nationalise both sports. Mm-hmm. and so the administration is not duplicated. You don't need a separate administration for the AFL as the rugby league. They can be both similarly administered by uh, the, the minister. I think his name is Richard Colbeck at the moment is our current sports minister. Yes. So the, the Ministry of Sport would administer both codes, and it would be... Uh, based on nationalistic nationalist principles. You know, in the past we've nationalized the banks or
1: the railways. Or the
2: railways yes. and turned them from money-losing entities into money-making entities. Look, Qantas, for example. Qantas was once nationalized till it was sold off and made a hell of a lot of money for the government. Uh, you could argue that it was, if it was still nationalised, it would be making even more, but not at the moment, of course, because of the downturn. Not but, but you see what I mean? I do. I think if we nationalise our sports, uh, it would be a much, much, much more sustainable competition.
1: Now, when it comes to the thing that I was thinking about, the trades is, trade. I think in the old days, I can remember this, you know, very vividly that yes. players always had a, often had a trade. Or well, a they're often,
2: rugby league players are often policemen. <laughs>
1: It's, There's a trade. It's a great trade and very necessary at these they times. They are in these times. They Straight are. In times. No, I was thinking of uh, uh, a lot of plumbers played yeah. footy. Uh, I think the, I've got to say, is that I think the AFL record games holder was a plumber, Michael Tuck. Michael Tuck, was, yes. I, I'm not sure people listening will know a what very Tuck was. Very long career, Michael very Tuck. Very long. So, yeah.
2: fitness. Well, Kevin Cheatty was a plumber. Plumber as
1: well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. fitness in the trade. Yep equates with fitness on the footy field, yes. in my mind. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. and exactly I think that right. I think this. But it's not
2: only trades; it's professions as well. You remember uh, uh, Dr. Nathan Gibbs, Dr. George Poponus, Yes, they they were doctors and playing rugby league. You know, it is possible to do, do more both. Than, to do both. To chew yeah. gum and walk at the That's same right. time. That's
1: right. That's right. Now, of course, the games now being reduced to, reduced in terms of the income. Yes. Let's face it, it's only in relatively recent times that people point this out to me all the time that the games have been fully professional. That's right. People will be able to know when this exactly happened. Yes. But it's yeah. got to go back to something to do with sport and not to being an industry or a business. That's, That's right. where it all gets so skewed. It does. It's of an industry, then all of a sudden you need all these bolt-ons and add-ons right. to make it work. Yeah. And, of course, nine are in a terrible problem because nine didn't expect or, you know, seven didn't expect – to happen, no. therefore they've got nothing to put in its nothing place. And you, as you pointed out, what are those footy shows? All those endless footy shows going to talk about yes, for the exactly. next six months?
2: I know it's difficult. Actually, this is something you may not know, and just just exploring some of the implications here. But if we can't have the block or Bachelor, which I love, what about you know Home and Away or Neighbours? Are they similarly?
1: Well, I assume they've got a few in the can. How, how oh, they ahead? would have a
2: few in the can. Yeah, I know. I'd but... say at
1: least three weeks in the can. Yeah. So maybe by the end of the middle of April we'd be in trouble. Right. But I could be wrong. But I'd love to see them repeat old episodes and see if anybody noticed the difference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Why not? I bet you people would know. Let's go back to well, 19... Well, why don't you go back to... 1998. Well, but Do you I... want to
2: go post 4-3 ratio.
1: Ah, true. Sorry, yes. Because that would be a dead giveaway when yeah, you've got would. the two black yeah, lines but... either. So you think... Argh. That's Old. yeah. No, maybe go back 2 years. <laughs> oh yeah. To say um, yeah. 2018. Yes. And most of the characters would be the same would Alf still be in Is it? that when Alf, Alf
2: collapsed? Didn't he collapse down a hole or something? I only Is that he got I out never I never see that. He got
0: out, I assume, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> the AFL supports the dreams and aspirations of hard-working Australians who want nothing more than the right to have a fair go. This is bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now, can I ask whether you think the uh, current Minister of Health stood over the sporting bodies and forced them to play last weekend, the AFL in particular? For instance, I got, came across an interesting story. The AFL was talked out of delaying the start of the season by Federal Minister of Health, Greg Hunt, yeah. according to Collingwood President Eddie Maguire. Now, Eddie's known for his factual reporting. Yes. So the Richmond and Carlton season opener, which obviously uh, was held uh, Thursday week ago, behind closed doors of the MCG, uh, as planned, Maguire revealed the AFL boss, Gillam McLaughlin, the commission had to be swayed during a marathon meetings on Wednesday. Right. So Eddie and the murderer thought, well, we can't kill off any more players or any more sport. Mm. Uh, That was, you know, obviously a view until Hunt came along and said, no, you're going to have a go at getting more out, out of this system. Uh, and play. It was made at 12 hours of discussion throughout the course of the day and the competition was off for about 11 and a half of them, Maguire said. Hunt and head medical officer, Brendan Murphy, they convinced the commission. Right. And then within the round, meaning they started on Thursday night and by the time Sunday, they pulled the pin.
2: Okay.
1: Now, what do you think happened there? I know... You okay. can only speculate. You really. can
2: so Brendan Murphy's that that surprises me. That Brendan Murphy's advice was that the game should wow. continue. He's just a, 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 a you know the rubber stamp of health, right? But he, is he a, me, a medical practitioner, HG? Is he a doctor?
1: Well, he appears convincingly in the PM's press conferences as a as doctor. a
2: doctor? Yeah, I'm not. So sure. he's calling himself a doctor. <laughs> he, is, he is. Right, so he's got a trade, so to speak. He's got a trade. <laughs> he's got a trade. All right. Now. Okay, what uh, – well, it would be interesting could, to hear how he could, framed the arguments that uh, while it's not no, fit I take and it proper pro- for no. people to sit in the stands watching, it's fit and proper for people on the ground to do what no one else is allowed to do. Very hard to argue that, but he must be terrifically convincing, this bloke, <laughs> <laughs> as would be the minister. Well, the Whom minister, we know is very convincing. Yeah,
1: no, because he used to be the Minister of Sport. He was. And I don't mean to be unkind to him, he has a terrific manner. He very, does. You know, Hunt as Minister of Health, great bedside manner. Yes. You'd get up and walk if you were lame as soon as he turned up. You would. Uh, now, the one thing I was going to say was that I thought that what was really difficult to accept was the Murphy-Hunt uh, position yeah. on the social distancing yes. uh, whereby they allowed everybody to sit close together. They allowed everybody to play the game and you know jump on each other, et cetera, Until yes. it came to the interviews at the end, yes. where they had them fifty metres apart. Yes, I know. And I thought, whoa. Ooh,
2: see, mixed messaging going on. It's it, it's uh, it's been a real a real problem. I, I think it was just wishful thinking on behalf of the of uh, Brendan Murphy and uh, Minister Hart it was just wishful thinking that well, if the game keeps going, maybe people won't notice that the world has changed. Is that what you think? That's what I think.
1: You think the health of this nation is in the hands of somebody who thinks if the game keeps going, no-one will notice that the world has changed?
2: Sadly, HG, it would seem to be the case,
0: yes. The most decent people on earth? Australians. The fittest people on earth? Australians, the fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community, celebrated each week here on The Bludge.
2: We may have the opportunity sometime in this season, HG, to have a two-hour special on Juan Antonio Samaraj.
1: A uh, two-hour, uh, I'd it's love something that. Something I've always
2: wanted to uh, yeah, do to start with the Franco years, <laughs> the way he held the handkerchief, the way he dropped the handkerchief. Bang. Bang, 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 you know what I mean? From, and then, from that very... Come, Unusual beginning.
1: And then coming to the end of his career where, of course, people used to call Australian journalists and you and me amongst them where would everybody stand, His Excellency, his excellency. is leaving the room.
2: Yes, that's right.
1: And then we come How to did the... How he c- become
2: Your Excellency?
1: <laughs> I think... It's a beautiful term. Isn't it, it is, yeah. it is. And he was one who wore that crown he so did, beautifully, beautifully. He, he did, didn't he? Beautifully. And the only other person I've ever come across who could probably do it was uh, mm. Prince Albert of Monaco. Oh, yes. Uh, he, uh, His Excellency. Prince Albert of Prince Monaco. Prince Albert of Monaco, yes. The,
2: the great thing is, of course... I think he might have come down with the virus this week. Oh, no. I think so. Right.
1: I know Boris Johnson. Because you Johnson. got to know him very well. I, I know did, you did. I did, I did. Uh, look, I, I found him a very very comfortable dinner companion. Yes. And uh, certainly when he whenever he was at the Winter Olympics, yes. we always turned up in the bobsleigh. Oh, that's right. You know, I always As tried. dead weight. <laughs> That's right. He didn't do much. He wasn't the brake person or the
0: the steerer. No, he just had to sit in the middle (laughs) and do nothing. The greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio.
1: Very sad news that uh, the greyhound uh, industry in New South Wales uh, the Breeders Owners Trainers Association have announced that one of the biggest Australian events for the showbiz has had to be postponed because of the virus. Obviously, uh, it's been shifted from, I think, relatively say next week or the uh, Easter. It's yeah. been moved until June. So they're fairly confident the greyhound industry <clears throat> that things will be up and running. Can't the, the dogs the
2: uh, run without crowds? Was that, was that the <clears throat> issue?
1: Look, I think, Or is
2: the issue of the dog handlers getting too close to one
1: another? I think the latter. I okay. think the dogs can run without crowds and as I understand it, the pets can't, I use that word advisedly, mm. the pets can't get coronavirus. No, they can't. And so what happens yeah. is I think it's to do with the crowd, as in the crowd of handlers, oh. and you would have more often than ten yes. dog people there. Yes. At a, at, and social distancing would be impossible. For oh, okay. okay.
2: Now, what, what a shame. What a, what a great shame. Look, um... I love my Easter dog racing, well, and I Easter, know
1: I'm not alone. The Easter egg is terrific, the Golden Easter egg. It's a fabulous prize. Yes. And uh people- I And mean, hasn't the
2: dog industry bounced back? <laughs>
1: Remember it was... It was... Curtains. Struggling was curtains, wasn't it? Yeah. It was gone for all money. Yes. But now it's back. I, that was That's one of the most remarkable untold stories, how yeah. one week it was banned and the next week it was back on. It that's was like right. the hairdressing. It was. 30 minutes is all yeah. you can have. Now all of a sudden you can have as long as you like. Yeah. Text line has been busy. Roy,
2: what have you got? Uh, yeah, look, Cole's been in touch, as she, and uh, for people in Queensland, we were talking about the issue of... Uh, uh, players in the past having trades, that is, AFL and rugby league players in particular having trades. It wasn't uncommon, uh, whereas these days it is uncommon. Now, Cosby, in touch, he says, talking of trades and footy players, do we remember when rubbish bins were picked up each week and emptied oh. by two blokes running behind? In South Australia, it was common for footy players... To do this, to keep fit and earn some coin. It's going back a while, but I'm sure we can... Look, That that's an enduring in, image for me. Uh, I'm, players training, running behind, lifting up I, the bins,
1: all of that. Do you know what? I, I believe that this is fairly common. Uh, a lot of rugby league players have yes. been many years of that. Yeah. Sadly... In my area, Tugger Coleman, the great uh, former South halfback. Oh yes, he's a bin spotter to make sure they're all now the wheelie bins are all lined up in the right spots. But he drives around in a car. See what I mean? This is where. I didn't know bin spotting was a. Oh, that's a trade. A trade. Yeah, you see, I'd love to get uh, Scott Cam's thoughts on the bin spotters. Right. Okay. You You,
2: you mean in your area, the collection of rubbish is completely mechanised?
1: Mechanised with your utterly mechanised. Utterly mechanised. Um, in fact, so much so there's what I call. What happened if
2: there are cars in the way? Well, of the hang on, hang on. I'm oh. just going
1: to come to that. Oh. There's a bin puller who drags them out about. Well, then a the Coleman Coleman's job isn't warranted because the puller can always the puller make often, adjustments. The puller often makes mistakes. <laughs> oh, and uh, puts them in places where the mechanised can't truck, get access. Yeah, can't get access. Or there's well, that's some. that's a training uh, issue. Has Scott Cam spoken to this bloke? These people? No, I don't think so. I'd love to see a Scott Cam, you know, PowerPoint presentation. Yes. Placement, placement cards, curb, where to put it. That's it. I mean, why isn't that a, That is a good one to start with. That's
2: right. The Prime Minister's press conference. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'd like to just defer to Scott on this issue, Scott. Thanks very much, Prime Minister. Now, bin placement is incredibly important. Uh, now... Uh, Someone else has been in touch here, HG, Justin from Earlwood. That's yes. in uh, the Sydney area. He says the ultimate tradie player was Father John Coots. Maybe that's an option for the players. You, See, that doesn't happen very often anymore, does it? That you have a Catholic priest running around playing professional rugby league. Has there been any priests well, playing yeah, a a great,
1: AFL? Now, that I'd love to know. I'm sure there have been, yes. but maybe not at the highest level. Well, George um, Pell
2: famously was a player, but, he, yes. but not
1: professional. Well, he was just played in the Seconds, I think, for seconds. Richmond. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. And I know that the church brought the game to the Tiwi Islands, yes. supposedly. Oh, okay, yeah, the modern yes. game. I'm yes. not talking about Mangrook or one of those, but the modern. No, no, no. This is going back in the 30s. Yes. So it does have a great connection, that. Now, church.
2: you'd imagine and the Collingwood Club, I think, has a Catholic history.
1: It does. And... So famously,
2: there may well have been many a priest in back in the day yes, who, who put on the, the, the black and white.
1: Yes, and, of course, their great opponents were the Fitzroy Club who are famously – I hope I got this right – who are famously a Protestant club. Oh, okay. Uh, were
2: there any pastors?
1: Well, Doug Nichols became Doug Nichols became a, yeah, I'm a just, pastor. I'm just clutching a straws so here. Yeah, he yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, became well a pastor. Remembered. Right. Um, and uh, the, uh, the world of church and AFL is closely tied – Yes. Um, Probably
2: goes back to the days of Archbishop Mannix. Daniel Mannix, he would have had a club. (laughs) He probably was partly responsible for the Collingwood Club, I'd suggest.
1: Yes, very good, very good. I don't Mm. know that he played, but that's just
2: No, no, he definitely didn't play. He was too old by the time he got here. He was well in the 60s, Oh, I see, I I didn't realise that he was a a blow-in. Oh, yes, I think he came from Dublin, I want to say. To sort the joint out. To sort the joint out, Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) If you are an Australian confused by the terms multi, pick the score, first try scorer or pick the margins, bludging on the blind side provides a free helpline service. Dial 1-800-BACKDOOR-BENNY and make an appointment for the whole family.
1: Now, uh, look, can you just uh, have a look at the text line? Have you, uh, there was one look, there is a, one.
0: Look,
2: there is a question here actually. I don't know who the question has come from, but uh, someone is
1: asking is... Israel Faloura pastor. Yes, Well, arguably he is. Well, I think the whole family have signed up, haven't they? I, I've got to g- I think they. I think that's correct. Is I said the dad and the uncle and. Didn't Israel, they start their own show? They've got their own show. They've definitely got their own show. The Church of the Latter Day Falowers. Yes. Uh, and it's going gangbusters, as nearly as Apparently, I can tell. With yes. uh, opening an arm in France at the moment, that's because right. obviously Israel's <laughs> over there doing excellent work. Yep. But but can anyone start their own
2: church? I suppose you
1: can. Pretty sure I'm pretty sure we're going through a golden age of online church startups. Ah. you know so as if you're using Zoom or Skype well, yep. I'm not sure how many people you can get with Skype but Zoom might be the one where you can get more yep. uh, people will know. Yeah. Anyway, so you can literally start a church tomorrow. Or you can start a church a Sunday church
2: legally and and get le- I mean the tax arrangements you make. I mean, could people turn their own home into a church and make it tax free, for example? I mean, yes, I, I don't no, want to create problems I, no, or yeah, headaches for, yeah. for for solicitors here or accountants or, indeed, tax agents. <laughs> or but, the government. Or the government. But it seemed to me, you know, if I, if you're allowed to do it, what is to stop every family in Australia starting their own church. Nothing as nearly as
1: I can tell. Well, but there you are. I think coming to your point... Although, have you got
2: to have a certain number of congregation to give your church legitimacy?
1: legitimacy. Well, I, like, I don't know. I'd like to think that. But can I just put in... Uh, I, I thought you were going to stop a little bit earlier right. than the numbers that needed to give it legitimacy. <laughs> yes. Um, if you used your house... Yes. ...as a means of earning the income for the church... Yes. ...then I think it would be possible to claim and argue in the court that that was a... Taxable? Yes.
2: Well, you just concession. have to open up the lounge room for the
1: but congregation. You'd have, you'd have to demonstrate that there was, a, let's say, in a biblical – sorry, in a Christian sense, yes. there was an altar. If that was a tool of the trade, you might, don't have to have it. Well, what if your church doesn't have an altar? Yeah, I know. It's one of those modern churches. It's one of those modern ones. Well, you might know, we, a, just,
2: we just have a – we don't even have a lectern. But we, – We have a chair. A chair, yeah. And the head – Bloke sits at the chair, yeah. But no one else is allowed to sit on that chair during.
1: Can I point out the session? That, yeah, but can I point out you can buy a chair from IKEA yes. or a second-hand chair for next to nothing. Uh, yeah. Where you bet on safer circumstances is we put in a swimming pool, so we a 15 metre swimming pool, so we could do baptisms in it. Then you get an argument for now tax concessions.
2: Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Yes, I I see now. And if you You wanted to have a baptism of maybe all your parishioners at the same time, and if you. Well, that
1: might be a tenant in faith. We all do it together. We all
2: do it together, yeah. Yeah. In which case, the... you've got to have a 50 meter. You've got to have a totally 50 meter at least. Oh, I know, I know. With separation. With separation and all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the. And if that was, if you based your church on, say, John the Baptist, where you spent a fair bit of time in the water.
1: Mm, That's what I mean. Yes.
2: So people come around in their togs
1: and you can get terrific tax concessions. You can. Yeah. Because remember, of course, in these straightened times, this will be argued as an important... element of faith, of of keeping the glue, the glue that holds the society together. Exactly. And you'll draw lines, not in the lanes, the eight lanes, but you'll draw in like a chessboard where people can stand. Can stand, yes. Yes. You know, we got the pool built with the lanes, now it has to be remarked, that is a cost. To the church because we believe that is important to our faith. Yep. To stand. Yep. Not only in the pool, but to be but correct distance apart. Spatial
2: separation. Spacial one point six, or it might be two meters. It's going up to two meters. Two meters. So, ah, oh, sorry, we're going to have to reline it. We we went with one point six. Get the tradies back, Scott Cam. Can, <laughs> can I point out? Prime that, Minister deferring. Yeah, that's right. Scott, do you want to take out Yeah, look, it's not a problem. We can uh, we can fix
1: up that pool real quick. <laughs> Now, then the church suddenly becomes popular. <laughs> yes, and everyone's doing it. <laughs> oh well hang on
2: a minute. Knocking the house down there. Bugging a
0: big pool. Observant Australians. Have you noticed a hero quietly going about their work at your local club? Jumper washers, line markers, witches' hat wranglers, sandwich makers. You know the type. Quiet, hardworking, no tickets, just real Aussies. Well, the Peter Verlandis Local Rugby League Hero Award is back for 2020. Nominate your local hero now on 0467 920
1: Tri2. We were talking earlier about the Hawthorne Football Club yes. and their Centre of Excellence, yep. which they had to can, yep. and they appear to have dropped $10 million on it.
2: Yeah, well, the architect's fees.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. Oh, no, no, I'm not. Look, I'm not for one minute. I'm I don't resolved.
2: No, I'm just observing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not arguing. Doesn't the architect get ten percent of what the total cost of it's going to be, or something? So it was going to be a hundred million. He gets ten million. He
1: or she. Isn't that the way it works? I don't know. That's a good question. Let's say it is. Let's say it is. <laughs> Architects, you're working under new rules. Yeah, it's a new world. Yep. Architects get ten percent. Somebody will know. So, and be able oh, to it, let it's us.
2: something like. that. But now, then again, they don't get many jobs, do they? I mean, reds at piano, obviously, you know, gets a fair well, bit of work. Well, what a fascinating
1: and... question. Okay,
2: lots of tradies. But have got... if you get one job in your lifetime, you want to make sure it counts.
1: <laughs> True. Now, I, when I tool about, I see you know coming to work and going home. Yeah. Is I see quite a few tradies at work, so I assume they're working to comics drawn up by clowns in offices with rubbers and pencils and rulers. Yes, they're not just making it up no. out of their no, mind. No, no. I mean, I. That'll be the next stage. No. So I think there are architects still at work. What does Scott Cam
2: think about architects? he hates them. He hates yeah. them. He hates them,
1: No, well, architects. They're impractical. A joke. Yeah, An absolute joke. And remember, that's, uh, you have to go to uni to... Oh, know, No yes. one's doing that anymore. Yeah, right. Five years, I think
2: it is, oh, architects. No, forget that. Well, you know... There'd be you, probably maths involved there.
1: There would be maths and, you know... Angles. And weird things like... Pythagoras. Boarding, Oh, oh, no. And it. building a bridge out of A4 paper that could oh, take a pound yeah, like yeah your speak speaker yeah, 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 kilo of yeah, weight. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Cantilevers. How do they Cantal-
1: Yeah, cantilevers. Oh, who cares? I mean, it's a field thing, a
2: cantilever, isn't it? <laughs> you just know when you look at it, if it's going to work or not. Architects
1: get 3 to 5% apparently, HG. Oh, okay. On large-scale projects, 3 to 5%. Oh, they're robbed. They are, aren't they? No, they need to get more. Yeah. Could your mate... Uh, Gary, he only gets... Three to five percent of the paper bag building. Of the building. paper bag building, oh, no, can't that be can't right, be can? right. You mean the people who put up that centre of excellence for Hawthorne? Yeah,
0: we're only getting three to five percent of, of hundred thirty million? million. Oh, can't sh- be right. If you like to Google it, Bing it, tweet it, or Duck Duck Go it. Text us on 0467 920 2 and have a bludge on the blind side.
2: It's uh, long occurred to me, HG, what I'd like to see legislators look at. I've often dreamt of having, say, my own poker machine at home. <laughs> I'm wondering if... Uh, you know we looked at the stats a couple of weeks ago the, i know uh, the ADD, distribution the, the penrith area at- have 2564 poker machines now could i suggest there would be 2564 addresses that would love to have their own
1: no you're absolutely right and you can know, i point out something to you and that your spatial problem your, your social know, distancing all of
2: that is solved
1: now can i point out and you can out- have a one or two
2: mates around on the odd occasion oh good day les i think you do you got the machine in mate yeah i've got each way naja no way! Yeah. I love each way nudger. Let me have
1: it. Can I have a camera out? You know what I mean? And so the club that was-I would... understand. Yes. Now can I just echo your thoughts by saying that I think numbers are revealing less people are playing the poker machines, but more money is going through. Yes. So your idea is to take the machine out of the club yes. and put it in the home. Put it in the home. You know, I've put always the... dreamed of having poker machines in schools. Oh, well, who hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, but you'll, you, you won't get any headway on that. You won't. Oh,
1: I know. You won't. I know. They're, they're already, you won't, I'm telling you. Ch- uh, no, they're already chock-a-block with gambling options. Well, schools, that's true. So they just won't be able to take on any more. Well, kids use phones. as The gambling I options
2: there. They, they don't need a poker machine. It's your older demographic who aren't as what we'd call switched on, you know what I mean, who would love to spend the last few years of their existence on this planet with a lovely big... Queen of the Nile
0: in the lounge room. The AFL supports the dreams and aspirations of hard-working Australians who want nothing more than the right to have a fair go. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Yes, uh, look, here's a very sad story and I didn't... I didn't really want to bring this up this week, but I've got to... I mean, I can't – sometimes, you know, you and I, Roy, we're journalists. We have to tell the truth as we see it. And this concerns apprentices, and this is a common theme in this show, apprentices and racing. Now, as you know, in the past we've suggested that we rigid the apprenticeship with regard horse riding to include older people to become later age pr- apprentices and freeing up younger, fitter people to work in the mines. It's as simple as that. But get this, mm-hmm. uh, we talk about, uh, you know – current ranks of apprentice riders in, say, New South Wales. I'm sure it's the same across Australia. Mm. Uh, In the past, like when Ronnie Quinton rode, uh, we successfully exported Australian jockeys to Europe. All sorts of countries in Europe wanted them. Australian hoops were a major export. Before Ronnie Quinton was to gain those international honours, included... Likes of Scobie Beasley, Georgie Moore, Ronnie Hutchison, Bill Williamson, and so on. But the pendulum has changed with invaders coming to the fore. Tommy Marquand is here. He rode 17 winners in a two month stint just a little while ago. Uh, Apprentice Robbie Dolan from Ireland is here. Gain Australian experience. Rachel King from England. Yep. Now, no one's you know pace and judgment are Rachel's bywords. An excellent jockey. Tommy Sherry, another coming to his own, uh, could be a, allowed to ride in the Sydney area relatively soon with his apprentice. Um, you know, his apprentice qualification coming to an end? Yep. Now, the Ronnie Quinton concedes that teenagers on the local front are diminishing. Could it get to a, a, to the drought of Aussie-produced equine stayers being dominated by outside talent, if you get what I mean? You know, obviously stayers ridden by overseas jockeys. Yep. The apprentice system in New South Wales is not good enough, says Ronnie Quinton. Now, Whoa. this is a real can of worms we've opened here Yeah, because it's all very well to have a... Ambassador for tradies. Yes. But what about the racing industry? Eventually it will come good again. It will. It will. Eventually it will come good again and be dominated by foreign horses and foreign jockeys. Foreign jockeys. Is that what Volandis wants? Yeah. Yeah. In New South Wales? Is that what Australian racing wants?
2: You see that you think the vision of Australian racing is a bit uh, similar to, say, our manufacturing industries.
1: Perfect. I hadn't made that connection myself, but you're absolutely right. It's true, isn't it? I mean, I mean, we don't make a
2: Holden anymore. We don't ride our own horses anymore. We don't even ride the horses that come from overseas anymore. I mean, it's it's you know, it's gone I, haywire. I, 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 haywire. Beautiful turn because haywire.
1: nobody, nobody's been in charge who has the interests of Australia at heart. Yeah, you know, and you know the BM yeah, this week. I mean, I felt for him when he had to get up and say thank you, Australia. Yes. Of lives and livelihoods. Livelihoods. That's what we're talking about here. Yes, yes. Young people with a dream of becoming a jockey jockey. or going down the mines. Yes. Now, if we had older people, older age people in the, you know, some of the later years being very skilled with horses, correct weights and stuff like that. And let's not forget there's a great pressure – in these times of illness, to allow jockeys to ride at a heavier weight. As you know, if you lose a lot of weight, you tend to compromise your immune system. That's why top-flight athletes are always coming down with health problems. Oh,
2: Lord. Okay. So
1: this would encourage – maybe they could rise at, say, 10 or 15 kilos above the weights they're riding at now – so that would encourage a whole new section of the community to get involved. Yeah, but is, has, how's that going to affect the punter though, HG? I mean, well, why would it affect the punter? The punter has to make assessment based on the information he has before him all right, or okay. her. Yeah, horse. Yeah, distance, weight. Sure, but
2: a particular jockey, how how well does he go if he's fat? You know, is he Wait, able to hit as well? Well, <laughs> carrying the extra weight, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Tubby's got to lose a bit.
1: I'm not opposed to that. In the experience and the heat of battle, all will be revealed. Oh, okay. Then you form, well, you know, say um, the Plumster. It didn't go so well yeah. being plump. Yeah, plump exactly. That's what I'm saying. I know. But you've got to assess that. I mean, oh. why should that be determined by others? Yeah. No one tells you how much Mark Zara is going to ride out. He's going to tell you how much Mark Zara is going to ride out. Craig okay. Williams, you know yeah, the yeah, weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wade is a killer, absolute killer. And if people don't realise that, they've got to, you know, find something else. They could go to Scott Cam and say, look, I'm a bit large. Can I do something else?
0: How to build a healthy community? Form a club. Build a clubhouse. Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio.
1: Uh, Tommy Berry for instance There are a lot of people out there Who will be doing it tougher than I am I'm not looking for sympathy But we have a nice little life A big family and mortgage uh, That still needs to be paid I know some jockeys out there in the bush Who ride five days a week They'll drive up to four hours one way For one or two rides
2: So four for the 218 one... bucks for, for um... Four
1: hours yeah, I, mean, you can get, I mean what's the tank of petrol Depending on how it, petrol well, cost is coming down The
2: petrol supposed to be coming down yeah, But we haven't seen much evidence of
1: that Anyway, for just one or two rides, just to get a you know a feel for them. Dubbo-based Grant Buckley, one of the most successful riders in the country, reckons he often travels eighty thousand kilometres per year. Mm. Trucks as far north as Moree, Cowra to the south, Cessnock to the east. Buckley wanted the industry shut down immediately, so there was a better chance for people si- self-isolating and uh, racing returning sooner. Yeah. But he doesn't have financial hardship. He's luckier than some. Yeah. Trainers also feel the strain to a lesser extent. Yeah. Now, it is, a, it is a question that needs to be asked. It is, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's all very well today <clears> for the racing to go on, but yeah. it's a near-run thing this week.
2: Well, I, look, I don't know how sustainable it is. It only takes one to come down and the whole thing falls over. And it worries me too, as we might have mentioned, not last week but the week prior, uh, is that I, I worry about jockeys being so close together
1: during a race. No, I know. I know. I know. I, I, They're I know. well within
2: the two metres.
1: Or I even know. the 1.6. Well, sometimes within point 0.006. Yes, of each other.
2: And they can't avoid gobbing off at each other and they can't. using the the Norse the Norse words. That's the, right. And the, the other Vikings popularised all those. They're breathing
1: heavily. Yes, they are. And sweating. With sweating. I didn't realise it was so bad. Like, are you suggesting some sort of distance mm-hmm. measure? Yeah. In other words, they have a stick outside the horse, some sort of prop. I mean, Scotty Cam will be able to come up with something. I was
2: going to mention, Scott Cam, if anyone could come up with some sort of <clears throat> portable barrier that each horse
1: has to stay has to out stay, of. Well, it, it, the horse? it's attached to the, the, horse. the saddle. Yes, that's right, attached to the saddle. <clears throat> cantilevered
2: it, it in both directions from the saddle. Excellent.
1: cantilever Anything that's cantilevered, you know I'm right up behind. <clears throat> now,
2: now, if Scott Cam could get his team to develop that... Well, hang on. His team? Oh, of course he
1: wouldn't need a team. No, he <clears> takes <throat> all the loot himself. Yeah. Now, I reckon you're absolutely right. Yeah. And can I suggest some sort of electric impulse yeah. so as alarm bells ring off... Yes. ...say in the judging... Yeah, someone gets too close. Yeah, too close. And then... Well, the Prime
2: Minister's got to have a press conference about this. Mm-hmm. I've just raised concerns. Um, we're very... Serious about racing and uh, keeping social distance. Scott, do you want to say plug in on this? Yeah, thanks very much, Bob. Minister. So yeah, look, uh, now I've designed the barrier. It's cantilevered, kind of fully cantilevered, kind of in, in both it, directions, in both directions, uh, come, and it comes off the saddle.
1: And uh, yep, we're ready to roll those out. Yeah, and we hope to have them in all <laughs> race tracks by the end of the week, by the end of sundown. <laughs> Now, uh, look, it's almost time for us to pack up and move on mm. and declare stumps for another week. Mm. Uh, I think there's been some excellent issues to hear. Have you got a final text offering, Roy? Well, someone's reminding us that Billy Slater was a jockey. Correct. Billy Slater was a jockey yeah. and became a number one rugby league. Yes. Player. So there's a trade? Yes. I hadn't thought of that. Now, see what I mean? See yes. what I mean? Yes. All it does is lateral thinking. Uh <clears throat> If you want to get involved with the podcast, and who doesn't, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, look, if you're playing poker machines at home or you had a bin night coming up, yeah. then the podcast is an excellent way to uh, make
2: us yeah. fly. It is, it is. Is there any suggestion, Scott Cams, on the
1: show next week, you to talk about this new horse barrier? I reckon Scott Cam is almost certain to be on the next show and the following show and the following show <laughs> leading up to the double-week special on, on his,
2: his, his excellence. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, no, that's all ahead of us on the uh, <laughs> bludging on the blind side. Join us next week for more bludging on the blind side with Roy and HG. Bye now.